0: welcome back everybody to another episode of the mitts and twigs podcast
1: how are you ta- doing this week pal doing well I'm, you know it's uh all-star break now flames uh somehow lost to the chicago blackhawks terribly i went and i saw johnny goudreau's homecoming this week That was incredible. It felt like a playoff game in the middle of January on a Monday. Um, And then they somehow beat the, uh, they somehow beat the Seattle Kraken pretty easily. So um, I don't understand hockey at all. Um, Makes no sense to me. Uh, Gary Bettman came out and said uh, tanking isn't uh, real. So I guess he was right because (laughs) all the loser teams were winning this week. Uh, I have no idea what to make out of that, but it was a, it was a good week of hockey. It was, Nice weather. How about you? How are you? Good, good, man. Hey, uh, last week, uh,
0: my Blues lost a game to the Blackhawks as well. Um, It's, you know, uh, Gary Bettman's a moron. uh, But the thing (laughs) is, with with parity in the league like there is right now, there are only a handful of teams, and you could argue that maybe there's truly only like one or two, that, you know, win the games they should, and then win the even matchups more often than not uh because of how good they are. A lot of the teams that are currently in the middle which I'm going to be generous and say both of our teams are uh generous to me not to you. That's generous uh, <laughs> It's uh you know they 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 have those nights. I mean consistency is a big thing of that. Like so, you know, the Blackhawks um have done almost everything in their power to uh to tank. Uh, I think this trade Deadline, you're gonna see them execute their final orders to do so. But uh you know, execute uh, order
1: 66. That was yeah, <laughs> that's exactly where my mind was going.
0: I was like, that might be a little too nerdy to throw it out from scratch. Uh, um, but man, you know, like it's uh it's it's it is what it is. Parody is there. Um, so good on the Blackhawks fans for being able to get a couple of uh statement wins so they don't have to go into complete deep depression before uh, they t- they get their top draft pick.
1: They play hard. Like you know what I mean? Like not compared to the 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 Buffalo Sabres here when they tanked for Connor McDavid and settled for Jack Eichel, which also didn't go too hot for them. Um the Chicago Blackhawks play hard. Like they're in the game. And yeah. I don't know. I, I'm watching. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I'm impressed. Like you would think their demeanor would be down. They wouldn't want to show up to the rink. They wouldn't want these guys. You can tell they're a bunch of young kids that are playing for a job and they got two wily vets and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves who are trash. Patrick yeah. Kane might be the most overrated player right now. I'm like just saying back in the day, really good right now, the little rated pretty one way type of player. But I was, I was impressed. I, I think Seth Jones, has played well for his contract, which is weird. Like even looking at his numbers, um, Darn on nurse is now the worst defenseman contract in the <laughs> NHL. Like it's not even close, but uh, yeah, I, I came out of that game raging. Um, but also like, you know, respected that, that team a little bit more than what I had been this season.
0: Well, that's the, uh, you know, and I say this knowing that they're actually a couple points behind uh, Arizona, but that's the difference between a team that knows how to tank and a team that is just trying it for the first time in a long time. Like the Blackhawks put in a bunch of young players, but they didn't count on all these players being hungry for an opportunity. And then a bunch of them probably have like barely any relationship with their dads. So you put them in the locker room with a couple of ornery old vets who've won it all. And they just worship Taze and Kane and want to do everything to get their love. They're about there busting their ass. Whereas Mm -hmm. Phoenix, you know, or Arizona or whatever they want to call their franchise, you know, I don't know if they're playing under a neighborhood title now, like the West 4th Coyotes, but these guys, they know, they know how to tank. You know, you got to throw a couple of talented guys in there. You throw in a lot of scrubs, you know, maybe you have like put a fan in net night so that you can just properly tank, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's just an experienced Tanking team versus
1: an inexperienced tanking team. So, yeah, load up on draft picks and I, Arizona. I hot take here. Arizona is going to be like contending for not like a Stanley Cup, but contending for a playoff spot next year. That Connor, uh, what's his name? The, the Logan Cooley kid. He got drafted by the Coyotes this season. Yeah. He is unreal. <laughs> like in college, yeah. he's unreal. So, you get him. And if they do get Bedard, which I won't lie. I hope he goes to Arizona over Chicago. Chicago don't deserve him. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, oh no, yeah. That team is going to turn right around really quickly. They have this. They have a stud goalie. They got Logan A uh, Lawson Kraus. We the other day you said Logan too. Now we just call him yeah. Logan. It's Lawson. Um, they Mr. got <laughs> They somehow still haven't moved Jacob Chickren. He. I don't know. I. I'm going to be high on Arizona next year for some weird reason. Yeah. And their new third jerseys. Have, did you see them? I don't. The Kachina take, they no, take a second. Use your phone, Google it, but they got like it's the word font. You know how sometimes the word font is ugly but it just says yeah, Arizona. But they did like the old red desert color, like the the ones before they went back to the Kachina or whatever it is. They look good. I like them. Like I like them let's a lot. See, let's see. I'm looking on the on the online. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not bad. And Veg had bad. some cactuses on his on his pads. I was like, I was all for it, man. I, I think they're making strides there. I think you know, St. Louis alum running that team, he, they're looking good.
0: I this is a perfect segue, and I'm so glad that uh, that you threw it in there organically because I wanted to throw something at you right off the hop here. Yeah, and it's the Stadium Series jerseys oh, for the Caps versus Canes. I okay. I just. I saw them. What do you think? I I know listen. Jerseys are are a hot topic on this pod.
1: Yeah. Arguably the hottest yeah. topic. Let me let me have I, I Here's my thing. I love the weagle. I love it. Like the Washington Eagle? Like the big one? <laughs> is here's it called thing. the weagle or is it It's that called you? the weagle. No, it's called the weagle. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm for it. Like I love it. Here's my thing. I don't love Carolina's like they just went black. I feel like they've ran that back before. And I'm like, I I'm okay with teams. Here's the thing. The Weagle Jersey might be the ugliest Jersey in the NHL ever made, but it also has the same like potential to be like what the Arizona home kit is right now. I think it could grow on people. Right. I think it's, it's cool. I think it's different. They've had how many outdoor games, it's just, it's completely awesome. And I can't wait to see Ovechkin ripping with this giant Eagle on his freaking Jersey. They already have the best reverse retros. Those old Washington Capitol jerseys are tight. Like they are nice. Um, so they went completely the opposite way. Like at first I wanted to throw up and then the next second I want to buy like three of them. And I'm super disappointed in Carolina. I don't know what they do in their marketing, even their reverse retro where I just at canes. I just am not a fan. Like the only creative thing they've done is they stole the Hartford Whalers Jersey that anybody could have done. Like it's, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I clearly think you don't agree with me. Well, I like the Weagle. Yeah. I like, like the it. Weagle I think,
0: too. I think it is. I think it could be improved upon mm-hmm. Something's things there's, there's, there's touches that are missing. Um, uh like finesse touches that could make it amazing
1: yeah
0: uh a part of me wanted the blue to be like a brighter more intense blue but then mm-hmm. i was like no i don't mind the matte like navy but because it's like a matte navy then we just we can't have just a white background cuz it just looks like somebody pulled this out of like like they've owned it for 17 years and it's been yeah. washed a billion times and it's lost all its luster like they need to make it pop somehow some yeah. way but I, I looked at it. My first reaction, I thought, I don't mind that. That's pretty nice. I'm shocked that you are so against the canes, because I like it. I think it's. I think that one pops. Like I don't know if they just do some filters on that, but if that's the true like red that they're using in it, like man, that thing catches the eye. And they've got the the swirly cane on the on the chest there. I don't know if that's what they call it. I'm just calling that. Um, but they got the swirly on the chest. Um, yeah. I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's dope. I think, I don't think that uh, Carolina misses very often in their jerseys, but I do get that at times they don't, they don't go very unique and creative. No, they just Like, like they, they've got, they've got their lane and they know they stick to it. Um, I do agree that not all black Colored jerseys or back black focused jerseys uh are it. Sometimes it just feels like they're rolling out a crappy oh. version, but with the base color being black, you know, like the flames recent versus retros. Um <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but I don't know, I saw the stadium series once and I thought like look at this. Th- thing. I think this is the first time that is yeah, that's wicked. Great. That's great. I think it's sweet. I think, I think this is the first time I've seen like a a pair like this that's thrown out and i thought i like both
1: of these i'm happy with both of them yeah i i'm super happy with the washington one (laughs) Um, but I, i i will say is vancouver going back to the black skate like have they just like totally ditched so there's two things rumor has it is uh the minnesota wild are now going back to the minnesota north or the the north stars jerseys you know the reverse retros that they've been rolling with the, the white and the green ones that will be their kit now for next season. So they're getting rid of their current home, which I'm a little bit disappointed because I like the darker green and I like the red. And I just, I think it's like wild. Like I think it's foresty. I I like that. And they're just going to the North stars colors, which Hmm. seem to be super popular. A lot of people love them. And I think it's a great look. It looks great on the ice. And then the other thing I'm not, I haven't got any confirmation or I haven't done enough like digging I think the Vancouver Canucks have just like switched to the black skate. I don't think I have seen anything like saying that the other jerseys, and I love the black skate, but my thing is that we just got two black jerseys from the flames. We got a black Canes Jersey. We now have black um, freaking Vancouver jerseys. Everybody's going back to black and then it's going to be overdone. I
0: I think I said it on Twitter this week. Um, I definitely said it to you before the podcast. I'll reiterate it for our fans i I am trying to be done talking about Vancouver this season. I we, before the podcast, I said there's one thing I want to talk about Vancouver yeah. on the show today, and I don't I want to try to avoid talking about them for the rest of the season because I don't think there's anything great to talk about. Um, but but it, it it's been brought up. let's discuss this. This is not the thing I want to talk about uh, with them. What the Canucks are doing is they're trying to win the fans back with something the fans have wanted for a long time. Um, fans have been begging for the, the free the skate forever. It doesn't have mm. to be the black the black uh jersey skate. The white jersey skate is just as gorgeous because it's the gorgeous. symbol on the on the chest. It's that's that's the beauty. Um and so this is a complete uh effort and a very intentionally but poorly coordinated effort to try to win the fans over who are so pissed off at the way the team has handled things this year it's a it's a classic bait and switch where uh i don't know i'm sure a lot of people will go for it because uh you know i think people are just mostly caught up with the the feeling of the moment shall we say they're sweet Uh, jerseys They're gorgeous jerseys. They're absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's just unfortunate that we had to find the franchise at like a low point in terms of credibility before they were like, hey, this thing you beg for, we're going to give it to you now because we're desperate for your love somehow. Yeah. Um, Which uh, is two references for people being desperate for love for this uh, this podcast. So I think we've got our title right there. Um, Yeah, Vancouver Canucks. Okay, well, let's get this out of the way because I don't want to really talk about them, as I said. Possibly ever again, but definitely this episode this is what I did want to talk about in all that hatred aside, especially of late I'm gonna say myself has been I've been a little hyperbolic about the franchise and about everything and gotten a little wild um, and I'm not going to walk any of that back but I think sometimes in those moments it's easy to forget that there are still a lot of really nice stories that that come out even from less than ideal situations. And, uh, so Andre Kuzmenko signed with the, uh, you know, pending UFA rookie sensation, cuz signed, re-signed with the long-term, well, two years with the Canucks, two years, 11 million. Um, so five and a f- half average per year. I mean, that's not, that in itself, isn't the nice story. It's good for him. Um, it's, seems great for the Canucks. I, I am adamant that he could have got 25 to 30% more mm-hmm. on the open market and for more years. Uh, so they lock up a guy for two great years uh, with with lots of high end skill there. But when he did sign the contract, there was a letter from like him and his family, like his parents, his sister. I think a guy that lived on the street with them it was something. Was was one of the people who I think up it was with. a
1: family member. Yeah, it was a family friend or something like that. It was it was it was cool.
0: Yeah, and they were all just basically they were grateful to Vancouver. the franchise but also the city of vancouver because he signed that contract because he loves it here so much he loves vancouver he loves the way the interaction he loves the passion of the fans the interaction with the fans and how he's felt so welcomed here and that's awesome you know you you don't see that very often Uh, you don't get to hear those kinds of stories unless there's a let's say a larger like Super Bowl week, you always hear about all these players' stories stuff like that. But just randomly, a 26-year-old hockey player signing a contract, you don't usually see their families from the other side of the world expressing gratitude to the city uh, for welcoming him. So I thought that was a nice moment. I'm going to call that my touch grass moment of the week after railing on the franchise so much recently um, that, uh, hey, that, that there are still some good things happening out there. So,
1: Yeah, like – I, I thought the I thought the note was awesome. I it, I put out a tweet. I think it was on Tuesday that if there's one player the Flames should go for, or any team should go for, it's 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 Kozmenko. Right? He's point per game right now. He's not much of a driver. He seems to have great chemistry with Elias Pettersson. He's a, a, an elite finisher, even though he's shooting at like a extremely high clip. I think it's twenty five percent. So that's gonna that's gonna regress. But good for him. You know, he chose Vancouver. Uh, he clearly wants to start a life here. His agent just did a nice, tidy bit of business, two-year deal, and guess what happens after those two years? Cap's going up, right? So he'll get an even bigger payday. Um, I just, the only thing that I'll play the other side on this is I still don't understand what the hell Vancouver is doing in the sense that if you're going to rebuild, you have the best trade chip in the whole NHL. Not Bohorvat, Horvat, not Vladimir Tarasenko, not Jacob Chikrin. It's Kosbenko. Why? He makes 900000 he making make an under a million dollars shooting at a clip of 25%. He's got how many goals. And I just think if you are going to rebuild and, and I, and I have this fear for Vancouver fans, I'm really sorry. Even listening to Patrick Alvain's, uh comments about Bo Harvat they're going to try to sign him, and they just have no cap. There's no money. And it makes no sense. Happy for him. He clearly wants to be there, but as an organization makes no sense. And that's all I'm going to say. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> And that's it. No, I think it's
0: it's a bit of a media uh, piece to to say that they want to sign him that they're going to try to sign him. Yeah. You know, it's they're going to they they're going to continue to offer him deals and they're all all those deals are going to be thing deals that they know he's going to turn down because they're below market value because that's all that they, they can really afford because of what they've already committed. So mm-hmm. that's easy for that's and I, I feel like that's exactly what they're doing is that they're going to just keep reiterating that we want to sign him because they're trying to control that narrative, especially in this market where fans are really so against them at the moment, um, or maybe just latching on to the, to the fun chance still. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but again, you know, I don't remember, I didn't see if there was any kind of movement clause in that deal, but wouldn't that be the ultimate evil uh, move to sign a guy to two year contract, which is also a really good deal,
1: but it's then it deal. also kind of makes him even
0: more valuable because it's not a rental.
1: I don't know if I. Here's my thing. I could. That's not going to happen. But yeah, here's my thing with I don't think he. I don't. I think this could be hot take I think he's unmovable now. I think really? that, here's why you look at just going cat friendly, look at all the teams cap. Everybody is right up on it. It's Gary's world, right? Just with that hard cap. So everybody's right up on that. You know how many like forwards that like are making around $5 million could be moved and just aren't. There's tons like Warren Fogle makes $2 million in Edmonton. They can't move him. He's a serviceable player, but like, it's just like the cap is so high. Um, that's why Colorado, they did nice tidy bit of business when got Matt Nieto this week. Uh, he just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between those two teams. It's sweet, but the cap is so high right now. It's hard for these teams to bring money in without moving money out. And when you're going, you know, when you're buying for the playoffs, the whole goal is, is to add to the team that you've already got assembled without taking a big piece out, right? And I think that's why Jacob Chikrin hasn't been signed. Actually, I don't know. I mean, traded. I don't know about that. That might be a little bit more far-fetched. But I I think he's actually just another winger now that makes $5 million. And there's a bunch of them. Right now, they can't even get rid of Connor Garland. And they're like saying, here, take him, right? Brock Besser, another guy that has shown that he can finish in this league, can't get rid of him how many teams are saying we can't move money and it's it max patch ready went for nothing right like i think any player with a high cap or anywhere around five million is just not worth that much oliver bjorkstrand columbus just see you later bjorky it's just tough it's just yeah this cap is ridiculous and that's my cap spiel that's a good cap spiel yeah
0: um this came up the recently, uh, because my guy, Jordan Bennington, this weekend got into I mean it's not fair to say he got into a scrap. He he tried again to get into a scrap um against the avalanche when there was a bit of a a bit of a tussle. The refs were in there right away, weren't allowing it. Basically all the teams got involved. Grogiev, to his credit, skated up to center the refs screamed at him to get the heck back into his net. So that was pretty funny. Um yeah, and, and the question that I'm gonna put to you, um, that that has come up is kind of when is a goalie fair game? Because goalies are pretty protected, maybe not quite as like protected as quarterbacks in uh football, but they're they're relatively protected. And there's always that like, you know, when can you this that Biner seems definitely pushes I definitely oh. pushes the, that, but I think he also wants it. he whether it's a good for his team or not, he enjoys it. Um,
1: yeah, When is, when, when is... I can't believe he has been punched yet to be honest, I really Cam Talbot has more goalie fights than Jordan Bennington. You know what I mean? like yeah, it that's not good. and this guy he's the fakest, tough guy ever again, initiates like this huge <laughs> scrum, and he's not even in it. He initiates it and not in it. He's like the wannabe tough Mike Smith. Like at least Mike Smith will like punch you in the face, right? And you go at him. Jordan Bennington is the biggest, how do you say it? He's just the biggest pussy. Like he's really not <laughs> that. He's just not a fighter. He's not yeah. a fighter. He just acts no. a big game. And I seriously can't believe nobody has knocked him. Uh, oh, actually one guy did. Caudry. And then he like, you know, threw a frozen water bottle at him, right? Or something. And then got all the... Listen, my lighting
0: issues aside, (laughs) that is not how that happened. We both know it.
1: Audrey is
0: a dirty rat player, um... and he ran the goalie, and that was not called for, and uh, he will never be forgiven for that unless he comes to the St. Louis and helps us win a cup, Uh, at which point all things will be forgiven, as they always will be. Uh, But... But 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 no, Uh, Bitter. I mean, listen. I say this as a blues fan, as a as a pretty uh, diehard blues fan. um, Bitter needs to get in a fight. Bitter needs to get into a fight. And
1: I I don't care if you loses, but like, like, but for what reason? Binner just needs to focus on saving the puck, man. Like didn't he just leave five He's not going to, to. He's not he's, going to
0: until he actually gets punched in the face. Oh he man. needs he needs that repercussion. And I because look, if if Binner gets into an actual scrap, like helmets off, right. punches thrown. Right. If he gets into an actual scrap, mm-hmm. I mean odds are good that if it goes for more than a second and a half, he's gonna get beat up because he's not that big of a dude. He's yeah. just not. And uh definitely hasn't been in enough fights to know this way around things so either he gets beat up and maybe he learns that lesson where he focuses more on goaltending or maybe he wins and he's you know he's like a ray emery where now he's a, a tough guy goalie oh, out there and it, i
1: loved it's razor that guy was fiery man he was he was, was awesome. great he was, that was great.
0: great but listen i i Binner, i feel like the only way that he's ever going to move past this fake tough guy garbage is until he gets it to an actual fight. But, and I don't think that anybody doesn't want it to happen. I just think that
1: He won't do it. I think I think he enjoys being the instigator. He's like that guy that's at the bar that starts the fight but never like is in the fight. Right? You mean Brad Marchand or or oh, no Khadri? No, 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 no. Those guys will at least fight. This guy will uh, go. I don't, oh, know if they'll I don't know if they'll Brad fight. Brad Marchand will fight. He will fight. I'm, yeah, in the gym, maybe. Oh, uh, my well, Jordan Biddington isn't even fighting in the gym. All right. That guy is like, <laughs> he's in the shower with a towel yelling AFU, right? Like that's all he's doing. <laughs> and then the guy storms at him and he quickly runs. There's no way a fight is going to do anything. What's his last games like, let's look at his last games. I just pulled them up here. Uh, five goals against, no, he got pulled against Chicago. Sorry. Uh, five goals against Buffalo, four goals against Colorado. Just, just right. worry about the puck, man. Like, worry about the puck.
0: You're not. I think a good good scrap would realign those senses. Yeah, I I think. I think for
1: all of us, I think a good scrap would be wicked because then we wouldn't have to watch the highlights where he's acting like he's going to fight somebody because he's not. I don't know. That's where I'm at. I'm so sick of Jordan Bennington. I'm so sick of him. (laughs) Like, he's the fakest (laughs) dude ever. The fakest. I think for me to go back to the question.
0: A goalie should always be safe in and around the crease. And yeah, I think when you have a reputation like Jordan Bennington does, the second he leaves his crease. I don't I'm not I'm not cheering for cheap shots here. I'm not cheering for, you know, any slew foot or anything like that. But like when Binner skates out into the corner, absolutely any player on the other team should grab him by the scruff of his neck and get into it with him. They should. And there yeah. shouldn't be any extra penalties on that. The moment he skates over there, he is just a skater. Yeah. the same way is in like again, I'll use a rec- football reference. When the quarterback throws an interception and is running after to tackle the guy who picked the ball off, he's just another football player. Yep. He can get creamed at that point. Yep. and that's exactly it. Binner Binner has it coming?
1: hey, what so what most goal protected, but. what I'll say is uh, if you're a goaltender, ten then that. like that's your that's your job, right? Like just tend the net. I've I've now lived through um Brian Elliott, Mike Smith, Jacob Markstrom, uh, Jonas Hiller, like Mika, Kitt, like a lot of goalies that like go play the puck, all this stuff. And you know what? Does it help sometimes? Yes, but a lot of the times it's a freaking nightmare. Like it's a nightmare. If you're a goaltender, tend the net. That's your job. That's what you're getting paid for. You're not a third defenseman. It doesn't work that much. Or else, frick, Mike Smith would have six Stanley Cups. All I'm saying is, tend the net. That's your job. And if you leave the net, I hate. And this is going to sound hot takeish. I hate that. Like, if a guy, if the goalie goes behind the net to 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 grab the puck, and then you know how they kind of like use their back to force the guy from going around the net. Yeah, you you're fair game. Oh gosh, yeah, you're you're fair game, man. You went out. That's first. It's a screen. It's a pick. It's interference. Whatever you want to call it, and. Second, if you have the puck, you're fair game. Hit that player's job is to get the puck. Your, yeah, your know, job is to tend the net. Like that's your job. Tend the frickin' net.
0: So I, don't I think know. I think that should be open in the same way that like uh I mean you can you can go out there, you can own like you know, you you're allowed to own your ice in the same way that yeah. you know, if you're just any other skaters out there, you can't just run them over. Yeah. Um, but the regular rules should apply there, where if he's got the puck, he's fair game. He's not in his crease, he's yeah. just a skater. But it, you know, it doesn't mean you can just cross-check him in the back of the neck. It doesn't mean you can slash. No. him. it means that he's if he's got the puck and he's out there, he's available to be hit. So exactly,
1: yeah. I agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Crank these more, goalies. More goalie violence. That's what we need. <laughs> I'm all about goalie violence. <laughs> uh, with the
0: All Star break coming up, and I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about the All Star game itself next week uh, yep. because it's still you know days away. Um, a lot of teams are going to be using this as a little bit of a break. A lot yeah. of players are getting uh, healthy. There's, you know, Bowen Byram might come back after the break. Um, it was well, rumored for a little bit that that Ovi was going to milk his injuries throughout the All-Star break, which was uh, hilarious. Uh, but he's come back and played since that, and it looks like he's on, on pace. To, he, like, there's no reason for he's not going to. Um, other teams, um, I don't know. It, it, it looks like it's coming at the right time, but it still might not be enough. Like, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who've just lost Austin Matthew for at least three weeks. Uh now they've lost uh Matt Murray for I guess I think at this point still an undetermined amount of time. Who who so the league specifically? No. <laughs> for the least specifically, is this the is this the perfect time for them? Like they've got a little bit of a buffer. Um are they gonna
1: be are they gonna be able to keep it together? The the Austin Matthews one is kind of a little bit um I think it's been undersold actually, which is kind of crazy considering it's in Toronto, especially where it read when it reads like minimum three weeks, like a minimum. That means this thing's been lingering. That means it's probably pretty serious. There's probably not that you know concrete of a timetable, right? And I think he's been playing through it for quite a while now. Like, look at his stats. He's got 47 in 47 games, 25 goals, 28 assists, 53 points. That's not the Austin Matthews we have come to, to, to know and love these past couple of years. He's not having a great year and he's being carried by, believe it or not, William Nylander, who is the biggest all-star snub, like huge snub. Like I love Alexander Barkov, love Barkov. I think he's a top three center in this league. I think he's awesome. But this season, and I get it's in Florida, but again, the NHL does weird things. William Nylander has had an incredible season. He's getting ready for another huge payday, Uh, probably not with Toronto, but yeah, I think it's time. Like, I think this break is, I think this break is needed. I think there's a lot of teams. I saw Jacob Markstrom on, on Twitter yesterday, was out drinking at ranchman singing ring of fire. So that, that was hilarious. He, he needs a couple more of those days to loosen up Um, lots of injuries. There's every team's battling through right now. I think Toronto is in a bit of trouble to be honest. I, 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 It'll be curious to see. He, he was out in, um, he was in what Vancouver yesterday. I think he was out in Vancouver yesterday. That'd be interesting. They they've been rumored in the Bohorvat conversation. I don't know how they make that work. But if the if the injury to Austin Matthews is 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 serious, that's definitely a big time player in in that you know sweepstakes. Yeah, Bo Bo and uh, and and Matthews are not exactly like one for
0: one. No, interchangeable, of course, but. But yeah, you could see something like that where they, if if it's minimum three weeks, you know, yeah. let's say at the all star break, they they have a doc look at it and say, look, minimum three weeks, but more likely it's five or six, then you know, because they are kind of, for all intents and purposes, probably entrenched in the playoffs. Like it's not impossible that they miss at this point. Obviously mathematically it's very possible, but it's yeah. unlikely, I'd think yeah, even with Matthews incredible collapse. Or yeah Matthews and Mario, that'd be an incredible collapse. Imagine if they take if they were able to position it so that they say, okay, Matthews, you take those like two months, get oh, healthy, man. get that, get that back, and bring in somebody like a Bo Horvat yeah. um, or a Ryan O'Reilly, somebody that can be a strong two three center they can kind of, again, doesn't going to not going to replace the the upside of, of what Matthews can do, but somebody that can help kind of keep that rolling for the rest of the season. So they're not a huge drop off at center anymore. And then you go into the playoffs and now you've got this potentially like one, two, three down the middle. That's as good or better than anybody else around. So.
1: Yeah. I uh, That's pull, pull a Tampa Bay. Hey, Hey, just rest of the playoffs cooch, And then just join back up but. uh is that is that a sorry is that a hangnail
0: oh that's two weeks that's another two weeks right there
1: yeah oh buddy i dressed up go home ice that we'll yeah. give you your faith full pay and everything um yeah i think the biggest the, the team that probably needs it the most right now is um toronto because those are two key players uh i want to i want to say one thing i'm hopping on the devil's bandwagon and the Buffalo Sabres bandwagon. I think the Sabres are going to make it. Don't ask me how. I think that team is fun. I think they are fast. They got some goalie uh that's playing really well. But man, Jack Hughes is a superstar and I am enjoying him play. He is incredible. Uh Dougie Hamilton, you know, he's enjoying the museums and the big, you know, the big apple. Uh, <laughs> Love and life there. There's tons of them. So Easy to get away from hockey. He's playing unreal. Uh, Vitek, who Washington somehow gave up on and is paying for yeah. paying more, um, is playing lights out. Mackenzie Blackwood, see you, bud. Pack your bags. You're out of here. Um, but yeah, I, those are my, I just wanted to just... Free uh, all-star break bandwagon teams I'm jumping on. Those are the two. Eastern Conference. Now, are they... Are they teams I think can win a Stanley Cup? No, they're both really young in their development, right? Like New Jersey has to get there, win around, mm-hmm. and then go. Like we saw it with Colorado, they were electric, it took them a few years. The only team that's really done that is St. Louis, where they just like sucked all year and then figured it out. Amazing, figured it out, and then won a cup. Like that's incredible. But yeah, I'm, oh, I'm you, all... you guys you guys are all trying.
0: Oh, okay. I guess we oh, should yeah, too. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll try now. We'll pull up our jocks here. Hold on. Um <laughs> And I just want to do one more, like, little pre-All-Star game, like, hot take. I don't think the Boston Bruins are going to win the Stanley the cup. I am. I don't. Are they favorites right now? Yeah, but you know what? When's the last time a President's Trophy? And I tweeted this out. Didn't get much heat, which is good. I can't believe it. Like, last time we tweeted something about the Bruins. Got a little bit of heat. Um, President's Trophy winners are President's Trophy winners for the regular season. The playoffs is a different game um a lot lot different called your power plays you don't get as many and I don't think the Bruins are down the cup I just don't think they're the cup teams I think they're one of the greatest teams in the NHL histories in the regular season the exact same way the Florida Panthers were they lost rebuilt it now they suck
0: yeah yeah it'd be inter- interesting to see if they can hold on I think that um it's They've got a pretty solid lead, but we are only like the halfway point of the season, or I guess technically a little bit half. Uh, so it would probably take a full-on collapse for them to to not hold on to at least the number one seed, really. Uh, I think at this point, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't want to. I never really want to support the Bruins, um, but I think they're positioned well. Like their their goaltending is there with a, a one-two punch, but they don't need the second punch because Olmark's playing so well.
1: Unreal. Uh,
0: I think that they've got some good depth. Like I think that their high end is as high as anybody's. And I think that they're just, everybody else just playing really good hockey, um, which is just the type of team that, you know, you see, you need that high end to to take the attention away from the other team. To put the focus on and then you need those depth guys to roll through and have those moments. And I think they've got that kind of depth where they could have a different hero each night, even with, you know, Bergeron and Marchand, and, and um, what's this pastor, Pasternak having like so much focus on them. I think that they can do it. Uh, and they've got arguably, at least up there coach of the year, Oh, a possible winning with the. Uh, How does he Montgomery not win there, that? So, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, but yeah, I, well. I, yeah, be pretty wild. I mean, Florida has a has a dark horse candidate for coach of the year, but we're gonna need some these season things. <laughs> what I will, I want to say, I want to throw this out there. What I do hope for Buffalo, because uh, I think that they're putting together a heck of a year and, um, a heck of a hockey club.
1: Really, of uh, and, hockey and, club.
0: I don't want to say a short period of time because they've been kind of rebuilding for a long time, but it really feels like they've got a good foundation there now. Yeah, um, I don't want to see them do what uh, the Ducks did a couple of years ago the, where they think that they're basically there already and make a bunch of trades to go for mm-hmm. it uh, because they're not. They're not there yet. And they can have an amazing season this year, possibly get into the playoffs and maybe even win a couple of games. Heck, maybe win a round. But they're not there yet. And I don't want to see them give up assets or bring in things that are going to mess up the chemistry or the plan just to try to get around or or under the impression
1: that they could be contenders this year. So I here's the only player that I think the Buffalo Sabres should go for. And this is going to sound crazy, but Timo Meyer is the only one. Here's why. He's young, he's a sniper. He fits their he fits their window. It's not like they're adding a thirty five year old, spending assets, and he's gone. The other great thing about Team Meyer, he's an RFA. Buffalo is on their way, and you know what? They've had a hard time getting free agents to come there. You bring in a guy that's con- team controlled. He's probably going to love playing with Tage Thompson, Rasmus Deline, Dylan Cousins. You know, last former Les Patrikian, Dylan Cousins, You know, not a big deal. Incredible. Um i'm i'm all for it like i'm i'm all for them bringing in timo meyer uh does bo horvat make sense no does like um who else is john klingberg no does 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 any of those guys heck no right like if there's one free uh one trade chip that's available it should probably be timo meyer but that's it i'm all in buffalo all in buffalo I think they're electric. They're fun. They, they look like they enjoy coming to the rink. They're well coached. Everybody crapped on Kevin Adams. I crapped on Kevin Adams. You crapped on Kevin Evans Adams. He like just basically looked in the mirror and said, Hey, look at our, you know, look at our Jack Eichel trade now. Tuck has more goals, more points. Clearly looks healthy. I'm all for
0: it. That's a great. That's such a great aspect of it too. Is that a lot of people made fun of the Tuck throw in as as being like a throwaway aspect of the deal, yeah. and Tuck came out right away and said, "I am I'm, I'm excited to play in Buffalo," and more people laughed, and uh, no one's laughing now. Nobody. Uh, and I and I got a reference. Uh, you know, Tage Thompson came over from the Blues. Uh, Blues drafted him, developed him for a couple of years, uh, and then sent him on with the Rhino uh, Riley trade, which. Ryan helped us win a cup. We're going to do that trade over and again every time, every time. Every time. Uh, but it's really funny because up until like late last year, and obviously now that looks like a God awful deal because Buffalo got Patrick Berglund who retired at a very instantly. young age shortly after. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they got, uh, I think it was like, they got basically they got like four players. I want to say back and none of them except for Tage stuck around. I want to say past a calendar year and it looks like the most ridiculous trade ever. And Tage didn't break out right away. Like it's been a couple of years. Oh yeah. It's been years. Um, But uh, man, it's, it's looking good now. With just with how well Tage Thompson is playing and at the right time for where the team is at right now, uh, it looks like he's really coming into his own. Um, So yeah. That's nice. It, it Cause I mean, especially looking back on it, the blues got exactly what they wanted out of it and that's fantastic. And it's nice to be able to see that the deal that originally looks
1: like an awful one-sided deal is actually kind of balancing out for, for both teams at this point. So. Yeah. I remember last year, heck where was I, I took my dog for a walk and we went to dairy queen, random story, random story of Tyler. And, uh, and the news broke of the Tage Thompson extension. And I, at that point, was like, this is nuts. Like, this guy, okay, cool. He got, <laughs> he got 30 goals this year. Big deal. Like, he's getting $7 million for eight years or something like that. I'm like, that's what an overpayment. I remember you telling me at that time, he's like, no, like, it's, it's worth it. And I'm like, I just can't see that. This year, he's already at like, what, 38? Yeah. career career high across the board. He's going to be a 100 point player. He's how tall is he? 6-7. He's young. Um seems like he's going to be a leader on that team forever. Man, like he is uh he is something and and good for the Blues um drafting him at 26th overall and good for what is that GM's name? Botterall. Right? He did the Ryan O'Reilly trade, right? Botterall. Everybody, that, cruci- uh... everybody crucified him for like tage thompson being the main prospect coming back they're like you didn't get robert thomas you got this guy tage thompson <laughs> and i remember that like everybody was like mad at him hey i'm not saying robert tom tom thomas isn't good he's amazing but uh, tage is uh, i think a next like another level there's not many players like tage thompson no, Unic- that's it. it's, you, you, you can find those um
0: like natural physical attributes which you know you can't Teach somebody to be, to be six seven with the, the skill level, and that's the difference right there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, all right. Well, that wraps up another uh, wonderful episode. Time flies by, my pal, my friend here, and my pal. It's uh, yeah. Oof. You've got a you've got a date with a playoff football game.
1: But, well, I'm not. Yeah, a couple minutes here. Got to we got to wrap this up. So I'm gonna watch the Chiefs uh, send home. If this ages poorly, I'm gonna hate it. Uh, you know, send home <laughs> Joe Burrow and that cocky ass mayor in Cincinnati. I hear if I hear Burrowhead one more time, I'm gonna throw something at a wall. Like it's the cringiest <laughs> thing ever. It's I hate it. You got Eli Apple not shutting up on Twitter, buddy. You don't do anything. You just do cardio. That's all you do out there is cardio. I know this is the hockey podcast, but that's my, that's my round. I hate Cincinnati. Oh man.
0: That's so good. I was, I was really hoping that we could get some sort of something about that because by the time anybody hears this, that game will have been decided. Yeah. And So it would be perfect. I mean, yeah, okay. there we go. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. I really, I hope it works out in your favor. I, I, I genuinely do. I don't have any uh, money or anything on the game. So <laughs> good uh, good. I, I hope, I hope it works. Me too. Of course, Burrow is like 4-0 against them in the last well, four games. Three 3-0, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, gang. Well, don't forget uh, to check us out on YouTube and on all of our podcast networks. Uh, check us out on Twitter, of course, as well. All the things like subscribe, share. Uh, you know, if you want to get Mets and Twigs tattoos, hit us up on Twitter. We can help you uh, organize where the best placement is of that logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, for my man, Twigs, and for myself, as always, uh, Mitt, thank you so much. Another big gratitude to all of you. Be kind. See you next week.